Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. Trump. Greg and Julia are getting a divorce. Oh, he's so sad and lonely. <gasps> this mother... The body's not even cold yet. Oh, man, are you all right? Yeah. It's hard. Is it hard? Is it hard right now? Oh. What if we pretended to get separated? Divorce bait everyone. I wonder which one of my friends would reach out to you first. That is a terrible idea. I am sorry for what you both are experiencing at home. Okay, I think we're done here. We're getting a divorce? What did you do? What did you do? I am not losing another man to one of these backstabby hoes. Relax, Cardi B. You're not gonna lose me. She wants to find out who she can trust. She put the fake post up that we're getting a divorce. It's hard to find a man. A good man. Jesus. What are you doing? I told you, you never know who it's gonna be. How are you? How are you? Come here. (laughs) Hey, you look so beautiful. This guy, he still has feelings for you. I warned you that something like this would happen. And then you go out and you kiss your ex. I'm so sorry. It was just an instinct. The temptation is everywhere. It's just an experiment. You could really screw this up if you don't trust him. Divorce brought you to me and me to you. You make me happy. You're gonna spend so many nights thinking how she did you wrong, but you'll grow strong. Are you quoting Gloria Gaynor? I sure am, my love. Do you like it? Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I am talking to actress Vanessa Vasquez, who is, gosh, she's in a lot of stuff, but she's uh, in a new film called Divorce Bait, kind of a raunchy comedy. You just heard the trailer for that. She's also got a few other great looking things that are coming up, including the TV series National Treasure Edge of History. 
Unfortunately, I don't think that Nick Cage is in that one, though maybe he'll do a cameo. You never know. Ms. Vasquez was wonderful to talk to. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed talking with her. Can you tell me a little bit more about you and how you even got into acting? I kind of always uh, took a theater class in middle school and high school. And then my I think I didn't do my first play until my very first semester in college. My acting teacher from then on was just, you know, she just encouraged me to keep going. And I did theater for about eight years in, in Houston. I reached a point where I was like, I want to do film and television. You know, I want to see if that's possible for, for me. And I submitted myself to an agency out there and I worked with them for a couple of years, but I didn't really see the roles that I wanted to audition for. You know, they were in Texas. We were getting a lot of the smaller roles here and there and just wasn't enough. And I just thought, I was like, I'm never going to make it here. <laughs> never going to be able to do what I want to do. It's going to take a long time or I don't know. I actually got married at, and ended up going through divorce very fast. But, you know, as that was ending, I, I decided to take a different path and put myself first in my dreams. And I, you know, ended that relationship and I came out here to be an actress and here I am. <laughs> Start, uh, you know, I came and I was studying at Stella Adler and I, it took me a while to get an agent, but I was hustling hard and working very hard for about two years. And I still, you know, it still is it's a constant hustle. The entertainment industry, it definitely takes a lot of discipline and a lot of energy behind it. So I've been very fortunate to be a part of some really great projects so far. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what else comes about. I think the first thing I saw you in was East Lost High. Amazing work that you did in that. What was that like for you? That was very surreal. You know, uh, I, you know, it was it was a dream come true for sure. You know, it was exactly what I had. I felt that I wanted to be a part of. You know, there was there's not a lot of stories that I grew up feeling seen, feeling like as a Mexican American American with a double culture, right? Felt like I was being portrayed authentically or just felt seen. So, be, so to be able to tell stories of how I grew up, a lot of us grew up here in America and, you know, the way we talked and the culture that we lived in and to be able to share that with other people, and people really resonate with it and say, hey, I have friends that are like that. Hey, I grew up in a high school like that. Hey, you know, or I went through that. It was really a beautiful experience because I think a lot of people felt seen and, and felt like they could relate to the stories, whether it be through their own story or through, you know, friends or family that they knew. When it comes to the projects that you pick, do you still get a lot of scripts where it's kind of the Mexican spitfire stereotype? Or do you feel like we're kind of moving past that and actually like having real roles for real people? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of roles for real people out there. I think there's always going to be this, the stereotypical roles. And I think here and there, there's room for it because they're still, still very much part of who we are, right? I think you can't really hide away from stereotypes and you know it's just having more of other things available that kind of diminish the idea of of putting us in a box of what we only capable or what we sound like so i think there's definitely a lot more roles now and yes here there are sometimes that i don't do certain things if it just doesn't resonate with me for whatever reason i think i respectfully will decline something if i don't feel that as an artist or just as a person, 
would be able to give truth to it or, you know, love to the character or the story. There's an actor for every role. And sometimes it's you and sometimes it's not. You know, I've, I've referred friends to some roles that have come to me and I'm like, hey, this is a beautiful role, but I just, I don't feel in my soul to like be able to give the truth to it. You know, what do you think about it? And, you know, some people really, oh my God, I really love it. Some people say, hey, I actually don't feel like that either. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, okay. And then they do, they find the actor for it. Yeah, there's there's been some some stuff that I've respectfully declined just because it didn't feel in alignment with the type of stories that I, I wanted to tell at that particular time. One thing that really impresses me is your range. You know, I've seen you play so many different types of people, different types of roles. And then to see you in something like Divorce Bait, you're freaking hysterical. You are amazing in that movie. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, after I did East Los High, I felt that I needed to do something very different in order to break out of what sometimes happens as actors. We get stereotyped into playing a particular character because people are so used to seeing you in that role and hearing you talk like that, that they think that's all you can do. Happens a lot to television actors because people only see you like that for so many years and so many episodes and they fall in love with you like that. So they want to keep seeing or which is understandable. But I think as actors, if we want to do something different, we have to do something different. You know, we have to try different things to change and attract new stuff. So for me, I started studying stand up comedy and I put myself out there. It was the scariest thing in the world, but. There was a couple of times, you know, we had, I had some good shows and I really enjoyed, you know, just being big and, and making people laugh and being silly, which was totally different from the intense, intense comedy. I mean, intense scenes that I had so many crying scenes on East Los High, you know, and I was just going after like tough and traumatic and crying all the time and like, you know, bad girl spicy. And I was like, you know, actually I'm kind of like, sometimes I could be kind of quirky you know, and silly and fun. And I like to, you know, make my friends laugh. So I was like, kind of want to, and if I want people to see me like that, I have to, you know, show them that. So that's why I started doing stand-up comedy. I did that for a couple of years and then uh, the pandemic happened. And then next thing you know, during the pandemic, I booked divorce bait. (laughs) And so I worked, you know, it worked. It kind of put me into this, um, this other world where I've been able to do more comedy uh, as opposed to the intense bad girl crying or <laughs> mad roles that I was doing, which are, are fun and I can go there. But at the same time, like I really enjoy doing comedy. I love making people laugh. Well, it's so nice to see raunchy adult comedy because you don't get to see those too much anymore. And yeah, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. I tell my friends all the time that excited to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, this is guys, don't watch this with your kids. All right. This is not milk and cookies rom-com. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is a go grab a bottle of wine, you know, to put the kids to bed <laughs> and uh, have a good time with your girlfriends or your partner, you know? Can you tell me, is being a Gibson, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> oh my God. I haven't heard that since. <laughs> it's a bad thing actually. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the person. <laughs> I haven't heard that since then. But yeah, I think it. some people like Gibsons. 
But yeah, you'll have to watch the movie to find out what a Gibson is. <laughs> like I said, you have played so many different types of characters. What's your your way of, of finding that person? Like I know you're coming up, you've got the National Treasure TV show, Edge of History. When you portray Manuela, how do you find that character? I think more than anything, it's just like, what is her heart? Any character that I play, like, where is their heart at? More more importantly, I study psychology. Uh, that was my major, one of my majors. And whenever I, I do break down any character, I always try to find out what are their, what are the things that they love, they care for, they're passionate about, and what are some of their, their pains, right? What are some of the things that are hurting their heart? So I, I try to lead with that because I think when we lead, uh, for me as, a, as an actor, when I lead with that, it the truth starts coming out, you know, and you can feel, for me, I'm able to connect with the other actors a lot more, whether it be the relationship I have with Manuela's being able to give that heart, mother heart energy to my character, nurturing, or, or also like loving wife, right? Like fear of being the protective mother nurturing mother that comes from you know love so yeah i think i always try to lead with my heart and all the characters even if it's a bad girl character i don't really think that there's bad characters there's misunderstood bad girl you know most people they do things because they think it's right right they they think they do they 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 they're operating from either hurt heart or they're seeking love of some sort, even if it's the wrong way. Uh, so yeah, I always try to lead from my heart and all the characters I play. Not only are you acting, but you also do a lot of producing as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I just kind of, you know, dabbled into doing producing when I was in Houston, because mostly there was, there wasn't a lot of opportunities out there. So kind of, I, you know, felt encouraged to partake in producing I learned to fall in love with producing and and helping the whole production, whatever it takes to make it. I guess they call it guerrilla filmmaking, you know, where everyone's doing whatever, you know, you can. That's how I grew up in independent filmmaking, especially because there wasn't a lot of stuff in Houston, which now kind of became second nature to me. If there's an opportunity for me to help out the production on the producing side, um, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's creating the whole story and the whole project. It takes a lot more than just, you know, showing up on set. Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll know an actor or I'll know somebody that can contribute. And it's like, hey, I got this guy, you know, just I, I love just being able to connect people in that sense. And I love pitching stories. I've been able to write a couple of my own stuff and, you know, take it out. And, you know, people like my stories as well. So we'll see. Maybe one of these days, one of my projects will become <laughs> a full-on production pretty soon. So we'll see. Yeah, I'd love to see how many shorts you do as well as like TV shows and feature films as well. I mean, what's that like kind of moving between those worlds? I don't really do a lot of shorts. I did do one short where I, I produce and that was kind of like a random thing. I was in a, in Monterey with my cousin, and he's also a filmmaker in Monterey, Mexico. And one day I was just like, hey, let's make a short film. And he was like, let's do it. And we literally, you know, sat down and 
I told him the story and we kind of wrote it together and we did casting the next day. And then the next day he had like a little production crew and then we filmed it within a matter. We shot it all in one day, <laughs> actually. And it all just kind of came together, you know, just, yeah. So I haven't been able to do a lot of short films, but that one we're definitely working on turning it into a feature. It's actually a really inspired by my real life. That one It's called La Sangre Llama, which is, it means the blood calls, but it sounds like a horror movie. It's not horrible. In Spanish trans- translation, it, it's more of like, you know, siblings or family members recognize each other. Like there's a spirit within our bloodline that understands or can feel when someone is looking for you or someone like there's something like a deeper meaning. I can't really explain. It. <laughs> it's like if you're related, you know, and you can feel when you're related to somebody, you may not even know, or you just have this like deeper connection that goes beyond anything else. And so that one was inspired by a journey I took to Mexico when I was 17 to go look for my father. That also got received pretty well. And we're working on, like I said, we're working on, on turning that into a feature. I know Divorce Bay comes out in just a few days. I want to say December 9th. What else is coming out for you? So, yeah, we have Divorce Bait and uh, National Treasure. I'm in a few episodes of that coming out December 14th. And then I just finished a romantic comedy in Texas. It's the first ever Tejano romantic comedy. Uh, so it had a lot of the country uh, feel in it. This is a Tex-Mex culture that I grew up with. And that was also a huge honor for me to be a part of because, you know, I grew up in this, in this culture and it's not really seen a lot other than the movie Selena, which, and the series, which have been great hits and people have been able to understand more of the Tejano culture and that fusion that, that happened between growing up Mexican American and the Southern country life and, you know, the culture that's developed down there. And so, yeah, I'm excited for people to see that. Hopefully that'll come out later on this year. But it's a, it's a, that, that one's more of a magical, wholesome, romantic comedy. <laughs> so if people don't resonate with Divorce Bay because it's too raunchy for them, don't worry. Stay tuned. We have another one <laughs> for you. What is the name of that one? That one's called The Answer to My Prayers. And it's about finding love and praying for the love of your life and... Hopefully it gets answered. <laughs> Did I rewrite? Is is Chris Kattan in that one? Yeah, Chris Kattan is in it. Yeah. He was so funny. He was so, oh my God. It was like such an honor to work with him. You know, such a fan of all his work. And he just had, you know, we all of our scenes, we had beautiful energy and he made me laugh so much. I was like, oh my God, I got to keep a straight face. I was like, this is, you know, we can't ruin the shot. Yeah, he was he was very lovely to work with. And afterwards, I, you know, I think for me as an actor, working with him for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, I hope I'm funny. I hope I'm, you know, he doesn't, you know, I was just kind of like in my own thoughts there. And at the end, he was like, oh, my God, you you did really great. You know, just like have that confirmation from such a legend. I was like, oh, OK, he thought I was funny. He thought I was good. OK, I think I'm going to be OK. <laughs> Now that things are getting a little bit more safe, have you thought about going back to stand-up comedy? Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, actually. You know, I might just do that coming the, the year. Who knows? We'll see. See what I, new stuff I come up with. I've definitely been studying. I, I was studying uh, 
Steve Martin, it's kind of his journey and stand-up comedy and how when he first began, he was telling particular types of stories, but he didn't really like it. He wanted to tell different types of jokes, more intellectual. So he also had to do something different. He started studying philosophy and he was studying, a, you know, reading a lot. And so his jokes became a lot more intellectual, more witty and how he changed his whole dynamic of, of this type of stand-up guy that, which I think a lot of people say things that we, we, people expect us to say because it's what the norm is for comedians to talk about certain things. But he was like, no, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about that. I, I wanted to tell different types of jokes and stand out differently. So I think I'm kind of like in that phase of figuring out what is it? How do I really want to portray myself? If I were to go back to stand-up comedy, right? Do I really want to keep doing what I was doing or present myself in a different way? And again, what do I have to do differently in order to be able to tell different types of jokes in a different way and, you know, still make people laugh. So yeah, I'm discovering my voice, my new voice there. Are you out on social media? I am. I am. I'm, I'm at Vanesita V. Vanesita is what they, my family calls me. <laughs> Ms. Vasquez, it has been so nice talking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate you. It's been fun.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.